Indispensable is a podcast focused on hearing about the business truths, tools, and tips others can't do without. After interviewing hundreds of people for their LinkedIn profiles and talking with thousands of people looking to use professional platforms more strategically, I've had the pleasure of meeting and getting to know people that lead, create, and engage within their companies and in their communities with great intention, abundance, focus, and sheer grit. I want to share their stories so that you can gain insight from a variety of people, not just the podcast and tech rock stars that have become household names. Rather, let's focus on the people whose stories influence those around them, and maybe even you. Everyone has indispensable truths, tools, and tips, even if they haven't realized it yet. And while this podcast isn't about LinkedIn and how to use it, it may weave its way in from time to time. It is, after all, our favorite platform for networking and doing business. Come, join us, and get to know some of my colleagues, clients, friends, and neighbors. Hi, everyone. It's Colleen McKenna, and you are on the Indispensable Podcast, and I'm excited to have you back with us today or joining us for the first time. No matter what it is, I'm glad you're here, and we are going to do a little something different today. I was actually on Walker McKay's podcast this past week, and we thought we would do what's called a Swapcast, and Walker McKay is the president of the No BS Sales School I met Walker about five years ago through a good friend and former colleague, Lindsay McMillian, and we talked a few times, and it was great to reconnect with Walker and talk through LinkedIn and selling and, and centers of influence and all this great stuff. So enjoy the podcast and send us a note. Let us know if you have any questions on any of our podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out Walker as soon as you can. Send him a connection request, personalized, of course. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the No BS Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Walker McKay. Today, I've got a really cool person we're interviewing. Her name is Colleen McKenna. She is the principal and founder of a firm called Intero Advisors. Intero Advisory and Colleen help business owners. They help um, professionals, entrepreneurs use LinkedIn more effectively. The reason I had her on the show today, or I've invited her to be on the show today, is because she is really, really great at what she does. She's also built a really kick-ass advisory firm. And I want to find out from her some secrets that she can share about LinkedIn, some stuff that she can share with us about growing a business, and also about sales. So, welcome to the show, Colleen. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Thanks, Walker. It's great to be here. We're going to have a great conversation. I can't wait. I'm really excited. So tell me something. Why should business people, and this is going to sound like a dumb question, but why should business people give a rip about using LinkedIn? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think it's still a valid question because there's still a lot of people who aren't on LinkedIn, right? And yep. I talk to them every day. Um, I think the most important reason is that people want to know who they're doing business with. They want to know what that person looks like, what their background is. They want to do some vetting up first, you know, first before they agree to a meeting, a phone conversation, any kind of engagement. 
right? And I think what's been interesting about LinkedIn over the years is everybody was like, build the biggest network and because you just need to have a lot of people. And now it's being more discerning really about who you're connected to because we should really actually know these people, which has always been our philosophy. So I think that the number one reason is if you are in sales and business development, you need to be pretty transparent, likable, and approachable as quickly as possible. So this is a way, and, and you know, you made this point to me earlier. You said, I, Walker, I am not a social media expert. Correct. And what you said was, you said, I, I know how to help people be much more effective using LinkedIn. So what's the difference between, say, LinkedIn and regular social media? Well, I, that, I'm going to step back for a minute. And yeah. as a salesperson, I learned very early on when I started the business that the people I was meeting, the CEOs, the business owners, the director of marketing, the CMO, etc., they had already, even in 2011, typically the majority of them already had had a bad experience with social media, hmm. right? So I'd get called in and they'd be like, hey, let's, um, you're going to talk to us about social media and LinkedIn? And I was like, ooh, because I've already had a bad experience. So I learned as a salesperson, you got to read the room, right? And yep. I, would, I would say, okay, actually in my brain, I'm processing, if you've already had a bad experience, then I don't want to talk to you about something you've already had a bad experience about. Yep with so let's reposition and let's talk about LinkedIn as a business tool and I think it is a business tool yes. and so when I would talk to them about it from that perspective LinkedIn is a business tool because it's a professional network you could literally see their nonverbal change like it would melt away right so the defensiveness so as a salesperson starting a business in an area that really didn't exist, right? That's right. I needed to be able to differentiate very quickly. And that became my number one value proposition, lead-in, differentiator, whatever you want to call it. And I don't believe LinkedIn is social media. LinkedIn looks at itself as social media. Like we're there for a very specific intention. Most people are on LinkedIn, are on social media to be entertained on LinkedIn, we're super intentional. And what is what is the correct intention? What is the most, so let me back that up for a second. Yeah. So um, what's the thing that LinkedIn is created to be the best at? How is it situated to be used in its best form? To create context for an individual, the organization they work for, give and it gives the that person, the ability to build a network that should become a referral engine for them, whether okay. that's for recruiting or business development. Okay, so it's, it is a, a, um, a tool that we can use to build a network, maybe of people that we don't you know the old school, you had to meet those people, right? You had to be in front of those people, or maybe you knew them from the phone, but this is a way that we can know people without having to actually meet them face-to-face -face often. Um, Correct. And so it's also a way to, you know, we can do, we can search and we can look and we can find information. Um, so how long have you, how did you find out about LinkedIn? What year was that? And what were you doing? I was leading a sales team. I was working for a publishing company. We, that was probably 2005. So LinkedIn will be 16 years old 
in the fall of 2019. So it's been around quite a while. Yep. I loved technology. I still do. I, I'm a little bit of an app junkie. So I'll test something and, you know, give it a whirl and see if it, what it what it does. And I remember the CEO I worked for at the time walked in my office one day and he said, hey, have you sold anything on that thing called LinkedIn? And I was like, not today because nobody knows what they're doing, right? right yep. But I, then I moved into um, back into the printing world and had a sales team and we used LinkedIn to help them build their networks and they drove more new business using LinkedIn than the traditional salespeople um, who weren't using LinkedIn. And so it became very clear that building a network was really the most powerful thing that a salesperson can do for themselves, right? Yeah. So we got lots of inbound marketing leads coming in um, through blogs and video and lead generation forms. But salespeople, if you really want to, build your income and hit that quota and surpass that quota, you better find, be able to find ways to create your own leads. And that's going to, should be through your network. You know what I tell people is if you want to have mediocre or less results, just rely on the company leads, right? They're not set up. The winners don't take the damn company leads. They don't want that crap, right? And I always hear people complaining, oh, the company gives me shitty leads. We'll fix that, right? <laughs> Go get your own. Stop making that excuse. They're not designed to make you rich. If they were, they will replace you with AI. Exactly. That's so um, true. I think that's a great point. And I, and I have not made a cold call in over nine years. Wow. And it's not because I don't, I'm not comfortable making a cold call. I've made thousands of them in my yep. sales career. It's just that I've turned my network into a referral engine. So here's what I might I want to ask you about, because I think a lot of times the word, um, and this is specifically what you just said about having made a cold call in a long time. I think sometimes the definition of cold call is in our own mind. And I think it's much easier to call somebody that we can pull up their picture on LinkedIn, right? And maybe we've had some kind of an interaction. Maybe you've just seen some stuff they posted and call and say, you know, hey, John, this is Walker. I've been watching your stuff. And that's not a cold call to us. Whereas otherwise, John doesn't know you, right? And so I wonder if sometimes the word cold call is just a definition that people know is bad. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or might you think I'm making that up? Oh, no, I totally agree. I think that um, we work with a lot of clients where we help them with their lead gen. And they're like, I can't pick up the phone. I, 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 I'm like, you have 40 people in common with this other person. Right. Well, what will I say? Well, what would you say if you ran into them and were introduced to them in the middle of Starbucks, right? Like, let's be let's take away all of that um sort of rigidity and like ah, what do i say and just have a be professionally conversational have a freaking conf which is what right? really good sales is about anyways is having a freaking conversation it's not trying to freaking stuff you know just shove something down somebody's throat or to you know to try to convince somebody it's having a conversation i freaking love that so <laughs> Um, what is you also, you and I have talked about this too. You work a lot with a, a tool within LinkedIn called Navigator. What is LinkedIn Navigator? So Sales Navigator is a separate product, part of the LinkedIn suite of tools. And Sales Navigator is specifically built for business development and sales professionals. It is a different window and enables members of LinkedIn um, to build much more granular searches to find the right kinds of sales opportunities. Okay. So how, because what I'm looking for here, what the NoBS sales team really wants 
is actionable advice. You know, they love these conversations, but they want something that they can dig in and say, this is something I can actually use and go make money with. If you were to offer somebody, you know, somebody who's an entrepreneur or a higher playing salesperson um, or somebody who's trying to grow their business, right, which is, would be my audience, what kind of advice, if there was one or two things that you would say, here's what you have to do to be successful with LinkedIn, some absolute basics must do, what, what would those things be? Number one, you have to build an optimized profile that speaks to your audience. That is not an online resume. What does that mean? That means that you're actually talking to your best prospect or customer through your LinkedIn profile. You've got to have keywords that tells LinkedIn's algorithm, this is who this person is, this is what they're good at, you need to put context for your company, some common language about your company, because not everybody knows every company, right? Not everybody works for Microsoft. So I look at half the companies on people's profiles, I'm like, I've never heard of this company. So let's, let's put a line or two about who the company is, right? Once again, if they don't scroll through the whole profile from the about section, which used to be called summary, we've got 30,000 feet, right? From there, second most important thing is download your first level connections. Because Walker, people call us every single day and they're like, I need more prospects. Great, we can do that all day long. Who are you already connected to? Because those people should know you at least know your name, right? right? So let's download your first level connections and we take them through an exercise where we sort that spreadsheet by position, their title. So if you're calling on CFOs and you're only connected to 13 of them, we've got a little bit of work to do. Right. Um, that, or we can connect it or you know, sort it by companies. Because if you're doing like account-based management or you've got working with big companies, enterprise-sized companies, and you're calling on... I don't know, project managers or engineers or um, VP of sales know, or VP CEO of sales, right? Like, right. right. Yeah. They could be several of them across their in different business units, right? Let's find those people. Let's understand who we know, how we know them. Let's look for centers of influence. And so we run every client through this process. And there's always opportunities and there's always gaps. The number one most actionable thing that listeners can take away from this call is if you download your first level connections and I can, we can, I can even send you a tutorial. We can put it in the show notes if you want. Um, Is are, are they connected to their customers? Cause I guarantee the biggest aha is Nope, I'm not connected to my customers. Wow. The biggest customers, right? I was working with the salesperson on Sales Navigator a couple weeks ago, setting it all up for them. And I said, um, give me one of your, give me your number one customer. Gave me his name, popped him in LinkedIn, second level connection. Holy shit. Works for like a huge company, one of the biggest automotive um, manufacturers in the world. Wasn't connected. He's like, oh my gosh, action item get connected to your customers. If you're not, they will, somebody else will be. Right. So then they'll be seeing somebody else's content and be having on somebody else's radar. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if your goal is to call on CFOs, facility managers, VPs of sales, and you connect with a number of those types of people, well, those people are probably connected to more of those kinds of people, right? right? So it's, it's building out your network. LinkedIn looks at the relevancy of your network. So that's the second piece. 
first level connections. Clean it out if you need to. And especially do you, for un, do you unfriend people? Is that what absolutely. you tell people? To do? Yeah. Okay. Because think about the number of salespeople you know and have worked with that have switched industries. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm working with a, um, a few months ago, a salesperson in Chicago in an IT company. I couldn't figure out why the salesperson, like mid-30s, super bright, really successful, wasn't using LinkedIn. And finally, on a one-to-one, he said, um, you know, I was a healthcare recruiter. My network is filled with people who would be in the healthcare industry, and they were candidates. I'm like, okay, no problem. I totally get that. Clean it out. He spent a week and a half, took out like 400 people out of his network. Because then LinkedIn, you see LinkedIn, because they saw that he was connected to healthcare people, were they were only suggesting, suggesting healthcare people. Right. people, right? So we jump-started his network. We, he cleaned it out, and I'm like, okay, now we start to do these searches, and you start to reach out. And the third piece is when you're doing these searches and you come up with the right kind of people, personalize the message. Yes, right? The connection request. It's absolutely critical. When they connect with you, send them a follow-up, but don't start selling. Right. Number one thing that CEOs across the country say to me is every time I connect with a salesperson, the next thing is they want a meeting or a phone call. Slow it down. Yep. Add value. Send them a link. Invite them to a webinar. Whatever you, whatever digital tools you might have at your you know, disposal, use some of those, but don't sell. Not at first, right? You're going to follow along, get to know them better, right? Before and to understand, does it even make sense? Because this is not some, we're not jumping off a ledge to try and attack somebody, right? We're trying to create a real connection, a real relationship, and not just some thing where the expression on the other social media is sliding into their DMs, right? We're not trying to do that. Right, exactly. So, um, so tell me something, Colleen, what's the heart, because you offer a service that um, and maybe there are a lot of people that do, but I don't know a lot of people that are great at it like you are, right? There are a couple that I know, but you're one of the greatest. What's the hardest part the hardest part about selling what you do? Knowing that you get mostly referrals, what's the hardest part about selling what you do? Well, and it's, it's kind of evolved over the last few years, but initially it was getting people to believe what we believe, right? So a little Simon Sinek in there, right? Find yes. the people who believe what you believe and you can – close the business faster. So I ended up having to really think hard about that. So if somebody, you know, introduced me to somebody and they just did not believe it and they didn't get it, I would have to kind of manage it a different way because it was going to take me too long to close the business and I needed to drive revenue, right? So I was about closing the business, helping people and, and really getting referrals from those people. So the hardest part, and it's funny, I I often say, um, and I do 95% of the business development for the, for our business. Mm -hmm. um, I sort of say, I, I, I try not to sell as much as I try to build in credibility and a vision for what they can accomplish. So they need to know that I know what I'm doing and I need to create a pathway that will take them to where they can go realistically because a lot of people call and they're like, okay, I'm ready to be on LinkedIn. I'm ready to do this. I need leads. And I'm like, great. But just because you decided today, that you're ready for LinkedIn doesn't mean anybody else cares. Right. 
It's the it's beginning. It's a marathon. It's, it's a marathon. <laughs> right. It's like saying I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go out and have a thousand friends. And so you say, okay, well, let's figure out who, you know, where you're trying to go and what kind of friends do you want and how do you I mean, I, you know, probably wrong analogy, but, um, but yeah, it's a process, right? It's something that yeah. takes years. I too, I think I got on LinkedIn in 2005. I remember the first person that I linked with or that invited me to do that. Um, it's funny. I had a meeting with him the other day, um, Neil McLean, I don't know if he's listening today, but, um, but it's funny. I remember having lunch with him several weeks later saying, I keep getting these invitations from these people. I don't know what the hell is this LinkedIn thing. And, and um, so that was, you know, 15, 16 years ago. I also will tell you that probably seven or eight or nine or 10 years ago, I was at a social media conference learning about how to use different social medias to grow business. And of all the things there, I may raise my hand and said, I think the shittiest one, the one that is the, is the most boring and the least effective is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And what the guy who was leading the program said, he said, here's what I'll tell you. He said, as far as a business network goes, this will be the foundation of all business networks. And he said, if there's any that you need to master, that would be it. And that was very, so glad I asked that question. I'm so glad he told me that because that's when I doubled down and learned about it. Well, that was brilliant insight, right? And he was right. And it's always been the stepchild, but it's now the one that really, that, that the people I may have talked to five or six years ago are now calling. Yeah. And they're like, we got to figure this out. We're, yeah. we're so late to the party, right? And maybe they've had a profile for 11 years, but they sure. haven't used the damn thing. I mean, using right. LinkedIn is different than being on LinkedIn. I think that's what you right. show the difference, right? I went on LinkedIn for 10 years and never made any money from it. Well, shit, you're not doing it. Well, and that's so true. And that's why when, you know, I'm working with CEOs or VPs of sales or, you know, CFOs, whomever's, you know, leadership team, I'm like, look, if you just walk away from this conversation, knowing the the next question to ask your sales team, that's huge, right? Because if a CEO walks back in and says to the sales team, hey, are you guys on LinkedIn? And they go, yeah, the CEO not knowing and understanding LinkedIn is like, great, my sales team's on LinkedIn. Yeah, like, we're on. Being on LinkedIn is not the question to ask, <laughs> right? Like, seriously? So let's, let's ask the next question. Are you driving meetings through LinkedIn? Or even how are you driving me? I like the assumptive question. How are you driving yeah. meetings through LinkedIn? Right. Um, and make the assumption that they're doing it. And then they say, oh, I'm not. Or here's how I'm doing it. Because that's what you really right. want, though, right? I mean, to me, it's one of the most um, important and beneficial sales and business development tools at our disposal today. Yeah. And probably one of the most powerful that's ever been around. Oh, ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's the biggest, I mean, you've been running this business for, you said nine or 10 years now? Uh, Eight and a half, almost nine years. Yeah. So, so what's the biggest hurdle you've had to overcome to be at the level where you are now? What's the thing you've had to overcome? Well, constant evolution right and change and and i like change right so i kind of thrive in that environment um people coming going i'm always somebody who when i hire people i'm like can you give me six months so and getting them up to speed because nobody knows you know everybody's like yeah i know linkedin i'm like no we need you to be an expert right and continually being comfortable in that unknown there's lots of times walker we're training on linkedin and what was there yesterday isn't there today we're so we're training and advising on somebody else's platform and because it 
two is digital, it's always changing. Yeah, and evolving right? and yes. Always. So I could look at something today um, and I'm like, wow, that wasn't there yesterday. Let's push the button, see what's happening. So I think <laughs> just being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Right. So important. It's really great. So I know you, um, Colleen, are a big reader. You told me earlier, and I've noticed about you, you're an audible junkie like I am. You download yeah. books and listen all the time. How many books do you think you, I'm, I'm going to call it, do you, uh, you eat or do you inhale a year? Oh, probably um, 20, 20, uh, 25 to 30. Wow. So how many of those are business related? I would say probably 80%. 80% I really, yeah, I um, I used to be in a book club and be really big into fiction, but I, I feel like we just have so much to learn constantly, yep. and I'm always interested in other perspectives on business and, you know, leadership and sales and marketing and all of this. So less fiction and way more nonfiction, and that's why I love Audible. I can walk the dog and just taking it in hundred percent. It's funny when you and I connected to do this podcast, you and I were both walking the dog. So what's one book that you would suggest that you've listened to recently that you say, this was really good and really impactful and gave me good insight in business and other guys who are other people who are sales and entrepreneurs and running sales teams would really get a lot from this. If they would read it, what, what would you say? It is? So, I'm going to give you two. One Good. is called, and I was really surprised by this. I, I had about an hour drive to um, a training session and I downloaded this book before I left and I listened on the way down and on the way back called Extraordinary Leadership by Robin Sharma. S-H-A-R-M-A. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I loved him. I thought he was great. I thought it was excellent, and it was talking about personal leadership. So for every salesperson um, that we know, they should be listening or reading this book because it talks about leading as an individual before you can lead any team, any initiative, anything. And I loved that. Extraordinary leadership. And Sharma's written a bunch of kind of business fiction yeah. books in the past where he tells a story like the monk in the Ferrari or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I just finished another book called My Stroke of Insight. By, oh. Did you, did you read it? Hell hear it? Yes, see? I did. Oh, my God. Yes. I read the book and watched the TED Talk. What's the late, the doctor's name who had the stroke? Is that correct? Yeah. Right. Jill Bolte Taylor. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh, the TED Talk. So I watched the TED Talk after I listened to her read, narrate the book. Oh my gosh, the TED Talk blew me away. But what I loved about that was here's this brain scientist, right, who like literally learns about the brain, as she says, from the inside out. Yeah. And the ability for the brain to rebuild and continue like for so long everybody thought like you're just your brain cells died right and like how it's really regenerative and i don't even know the story i'm interrupt you for a second because you and i both know the book so we skipped to the end this brain scientist um you know harvard brain scientist she had a stroke and she writes about what it felt like to be having a stroke and then what it felt like to be basically disabled um, without being able to do anything. And then she slowly get, regained her ability to move and to actually operate. And now she's back at Harvard um, and doing talks about what it's really like to have a stroke and how we can rehabilitate people. And it, 
you just gave me chills down my spine because I've had several friends who've had strokes and I gave their family members that book as an idea of ways that, you know, what they can understand about what's going on because the person with a stroke can't tell. Right. It was so beautiful and, um, compelling and just how she talks about energy and life forces and 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 the power that people have so actually those two books that i just mentioned i kind of think they go together right about the energy you know and i have a really really dear friend who um talks a lot about people either give you energy or they suck it out of you right (laughs) And, and as a as a salesperson i think it's really important to be the person that gives a lot of energy to other people, right? I would also say, and stay away from the ones that are just sucking energy from you. I think it's a two-way street. We want to be around as best we can. We don't have to like everybody, but we want to be around people that are are in the good vibe, right? That are giving us energy that that we can help. Can I share with you a couple things I've learned? I've had so much fun today. I know the No BS Sales Team is going to be blown away by this. So um, thank you, Colleen. I've learned three things um, number one, I'm so glad you brought up Jill Bolte-Taylor again. I mean, wow, <laughs> she is a freaking stud, and I'm going to go watch the TED Talk again. Um, I, it reminded me, of, you reminded me about downloading my first level connections. That's something I probably did a couple of years ago, one of those many things that I did, and it worked, so I quit. Um, and so I think that's a super reminder. And I also, um, you know, how, look and see if you're connected to your actual customers and clients. I mean, that's a no duh. I bet I've got some that are not connected. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're not connected to me, go to Walker. <laughs> go, go look me at Walker McKay on LinkedIn and let's connect and tell me how you met and I'll do the same. Um, Colleen, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the way they would do that? Well, certainly through LinkedIn. So Colleen McKenna, um, there's probably 26 or 30 of us, but I'm the one associated with Intero Advisory. Spell Intero for me. Sure. I-N-T-E-R-O Advisory. And um, email, I'm Colleen at Intero We're on Instagram as Intero Advisory. Uh, on Twitter, but really just reach out through LinkedIn, right? Yeah, that's we'll the best way, right? To, that's that's we'll, the natural path, right? Right, exactly. And we have lots of content around how to do these things that we talked about on LinkedIn. So we're always posting some good stuff from people in our network and cool. some right. LinkedIn goodness. It's really great. Well, thank you so much. So guys, if you're listening or no BS sales team, you're listening to this, chances are you're somebody who wants to be better in sales. Chances are you're somebody who's always searching for self-improvement. You want to be better at business. You want to be better at life. We help people like you every day figure out the sales game and take the drama out of your sales life and maybe can help you with the rest of the drama in your life as well. If you're interested in finding out how we can help you or your sales team, drop me a line, walker at walkermckay.com or go to my LinkedIn page, walker at walkermckay or excuse me, Walker McKay on LinkedIn. And I post, again, a lot of content as well. You can see who I am and what I believe. And let's see if our beliefs match up. But if they do, let's figure out a way we can help each other. Um, so, Colleen, thank you so very much for being my guest today. You've been super special, and I appreciate the time you've spent and the information you've shared. Well, it's been fun. I've enjoyed the conversation. I knew I would. I knew we would have a great conversation. Me too. Thank you, my dear. Appreciate Thanks. you very much. Bye. And that's all for Indispensable. Thanks for joining us. We hope to catch you on our next episode. 
grab our show notes, review them, check out the links included, and head over to interoadvisory.com to learn more about the work that we do in our community and with our clients.